You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Yeah, all the party are looks. All the party are looks. All my girls them turn up on a looks. Where are you to me? Bouncer when I feel the girl them bubble pan If you love to see the girl them a bubble put up your hand You play a song, the girl stab us blank Now the girl them time, play a song, the girl white Watch big selector, a player you know rookie Catch the baseline, watch the girl them a Welcome to Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast I'm Patrick I'm Bob And I'm Tom And I'll be a borderline ASMR because I, it is seven in the morning on the West Coast, and uh, mm. the gentlemen that I'm staying with uh, are not going to be up for another hour. So uh, I've got a little, I've got my little uh, library voice on everyone. Well, NPR voice. Yeah. Yes. It is. Thank, it is thank you for joining NPR. us on NPR's Axe to Grow. Morning grows eclectic. Should we try? We should try to do a whole episode in character as NPR. Like, why not? Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, we got to talk about Lake Wobegon. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we got to we got to uh, be total hypocrites about allowing pa- Paula Poundstone on our program, despite the fact that her accusations are more severe than any of the <laughs> other people that we've banned from NPR. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. <laughs> there's oh, we've got to. Uh, there's a drinking game. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. Uh, it, there's a drinking game where you listen to NPR and, uh, if the, it, every time that they mention race politics, you, you take a drink oh. because NPR by all accounts has pivoted to pretty much covering nothing but race politics. So like there's, there's nothing that they won't, they, that they won't insert race politics into. So it'll be like, you know, like, uh, SpaceX went to the moon today. Uh, as it turns out there, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But what you might not have known is so what do they do on on the the new station you watch, OAN or whatever? (laughs) The Blaze? (laughs) (laughs) Your preference. Um, uh, So we will think about the NPR uh, hypocrisy episode sometime uh, while Patrick gets ready for his uh, conservative talk radio. you know, yeah, the Daily Wire is calling me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go through our sponsors really quick. I want one of. I'm going to do quick ad reads for all four today, and I want one of you. You guys go back and forth. Just name one, and I'm I'm ready. I'm like on the game today. It's 10 a.m. East Coast, so I'm sharp. I've had a lot of sugar. Let's go. Okay, Death Wish Inc. Uh, oh, he's good. Wait, what'd you say, Tom? Death Wish Inc. Deathwishing, deathwishing.com. You're going to go there and you're going to look for the Chastity Suffer Summer pre-order. Uh, Suffer Summer's out December 2nd. If you're unfamiliar, Chastity is an artist from Canada. Um, maybe not the sound you would have expected from Deathwish, but certainly something interesting, worth your time and attention. If you've been liking any of the kind of diverse selection of sounds on one of our other sponsors run for cover i would actually say check out chastity so deathwishinc.com chastity suffer summer next go straight to run for cover run for cover run for cover records.com yo y'all know we're talking about turnover myself in the way that is their new record it is sparkly it has like gemstones on the cover it makes me think of like uh side quests like like oh, no JRPG shit. stuff, like, oh, you got to collect all these gems. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So uh, I'm with it. Um, I think they have some sort of a 
vinyl pack where you can get a bunch of their records, but it might be sold out. Anyways, you're going to want to get this new one. Uh, it was reported to me by a friend that it is very cool making dinner music, but not so much lifting at the gym music, which I think says enough. Runforcoverrecords.com. Uh, and then to we're going to go to Live a Lie. To yes. Live a Lie. Patrick stepping on Tom, to livealie.com. Go to that website, click on Web Store, and guess what? There was just a big 625 thrash core sale. We propped that, ba ba ba. To Live a Lie is actually doing a pretty big sale themselves. So uh, if you get there now, you should be able to catch some stuff on sale. This is my thing. If you're unfamiliar, the bestseller category on the side is a great place to start. You've heard us talk about Spy, but this might be your first episode. Loki might be one of the biggest bands in 2023, in my opinion. If they tour and keep doing what they're doing on tour with Ceremony right now, I think, um, I think they're due to be one of the biggest bands next year. I think they've got an LP on the way. Uh, there's the Peace Test Pry LP, which we've shouted out a bunch. A bunch of other things. If you haven't heard Hatred Surge, you got to. So click through those bestsellers. Take a look. Take a listen to liveali.com web store. Let's go. Who wants to say it? Oh, I, I will say it. Not stepping on anybody. I'm just uh, psychic. <laughs> uh, closed casket. Closedcasketactivities.com. Yo, the Fleshwater. We're not here to be loved. Uh, LP is out. It has sold out quickly. The second pressing is already in. You can still get the limited version of the second pressing, the Green and Yellow Galaxy. Um, if you're unfamiliar, this is some members of Vane doing something very, very different. Um, I would put this more in the altish adjacent world, and it's got a cool sound. So you should check it out. Um, and teaser. Close Caskets announcing a new signing this week. Oh, no shit. Am I going to like it? Oh, yeah. You're familiar. So uh, everyone should check it out. It's going to be this week. And keep your eyes on the Closed Casket socials and all that stuff. Closedcasketactivities.com. Thank like you. you. I don't like the way you said I'm familiar. There's somebody at beef with. We'll, we'll no, no, no. Here. I'm just, I'm not, you know, who knows? Who knows what you like, what you don't like? Geographically um, close. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, kind of, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah, not 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 an Australian band. Guys, how we doing? How we feeling? A million bucks, seven a.m. Uh, raining in L.A. Uh, All right, drink. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't Gucci flip flops? Yeah, right. Didn't sleep because I had to handle a matter at home. Uh, Ooh, okay. There was uh, so uh, this is going to shock our American listeners. There's two things that Australia... But the toilets really, flush in reverse. <laughs> you know what? I've never noticed. But here's what I find so strange. They don't pay rent monthly. They right. pay rent every two weeks. I oh, hate that's this. so weird. Yeah. I hate it. They pay basically everything every two weeks. So bills are just mm. every two weeks. And uh, that's stupid. But what's stupider is that multiple times a year, if you are renting you have a house inspection where mm. a person walks through your home and snitches on you. And I cannot, I find it so violating that I'm, I didn't have any intentions of buying a house anytime soon. I'm on the market right now. Cause I cannot stand the idea of some fucking idiot walking through my home and being mm. like, uh, well you, you, you scuffed the baseboard 
So you have a stack of linoleum. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> so my girlfriend is a remarkably clean person who is like takes the thing very seriously and like makes yeah. the house extra clean. Is it the government or the landlord? It's the landlord, but it's like <sighs> a government thing where they like it, it's everybody. Everybody who rents has these quarterly inspections or whatever the fuck it is. it's 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 my girlfriend it's normal for her she just is like she goes yeah it's just a thing what do you mean and i'm like just a thing i've had landlords where we didn't i didn't know their name they didn't know my name they yes like, i just handed them cash we call those my favorites yeah, yeah those are, are my favorites <laughs> so like the but uh what i find uh or what what i've had to deal with is we have a dog door yes uh and to make that happen, I had to take a part of the existing door off. Uh, and now they... Are you qualified to do that? Like, honestly? Uh, yeah, I would say that I'm a, I've am watched YouTube once or twice. So, uh, uh, Tom, would you let Patrick disassemble any part of a door in your home? No. Yeah, no I don't know. Anyways, but well, we're, 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 giving, we're giving benefit of the doubt. Okay, so you, you, you correctly disassembled part of a door to put in a dog door. Yes, and now that piece is missing, not Patrick's fault. Won't say whose fault it is. And uh, my girlfriend is, uh, she was unhappy with this outcome. That yep. uh, So basically, I have to deal with uh, uh, replacement parts specialist hardware stores uh, on the other side of the planet. <laughs> this is riveting. Yeah, this is good content. Let's it keep really it moving. Is. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> so, so everybody's good. Patrick's having uh, a little personal crank. Pat has uh, adult stuff, though. Adult yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like it. Stuff. Oh, he's been up since at seven a.m. like nine times. Like that's something that bobs up for like an hour usually. By seven I, I, I was up at four thirty this morning, um, uh, partially by choice, I guess. Um, you, here, let's let's talk about this because. Patrick, we alluded to on, uh, I believe, one of the Patreons. Everybody should sign up for Patreon. We're going to do more Patreon episodes. Y'all on the main feed, you aren't, you aren't holding up your weight. Give everybody on the Patreon some more uh, content. Um, but we alluded to the fact that we think, Patrick, that you are uh, like a, a lazy tour boy these days because when you're home, there's a schedule. You're up at 7 a.m. every day. Yes. Back home. And that we think you might be on some like lazy patty shit right now. Is that accurate? Uh, well, I was sick for 20 days because when I'm on tour, I never get well again. So if I get were sick, you sick, sick, like physically sick or were you sick, like making Fortnite part of your personality sick? I mean, both. But I, so when I cough, when I get sick with a cough, I have that cough for 20 days on tour. Right. Right. And it's happened multiple times. It happened this time. It sucked. I will say this. I'm here right now to record. I'm in Los Angeles. Anybody looking to, I guess, shoot me. Record music. Uh, record music. Not not record yes. this podcast, which you also are doing. Yes, that's true. I'm here to record music uh, because the engineer, John Markson, wanted uh, me in post-tour uh, vocal form. Honestly, that's a cool for, look, yeah. The, well, the reason is we did uh, – we recorded – uh, that boss tones cover on tour and my voice was at the the breeziest it's ever been in terms of like just step into a booth start yelling worked out okay yeah and, and, five, and like not takes. not right i was gonna say it was it wasn't totally one take but it was like a whoa you're done damn all yes. right yeah exactly cool. so 
It's a good uh, performance. So, uh, thank you. So I'm uh, I'm here to do that. Uh, recorded a song yesterday. Uh, people will probably hear it soon because uh, we we should talk about this. Um, yeah. Labels labels like to put out singles a fucking year ahead of your record now, which is just normal, <laughs> but very strange to me. That wasn't the case when I was younger. Um, but uh, I'm enjoying Los Angeles for the, for the update on me. Uh, mm-hmm. And I have a 30-hour flight tomorrow. <sighs> Tom, you have some news as well, I believe, correct? What were you working on yesterday? Oh, we lost Tom. No, no. It's impossible. No. It's impossible. No, that's typing. I see it. Well, here, I'm going to... Patrick, I you can be Tom. Um, I'm going to be Tom. All right, Tom. It's Yes, it's his eye. It's his Tom, the, the one with the best Wi-Fi in the universe. You had a little practice yesterday with a band that you've been in. Yes, the Killers. Not the Killers, the other one. Indecision. Uh, <clears throat> Yes, uh, so there's a little sneaky, little sneaky practice with with the lads because uh, we have a show coming up. That's right. The show is Integrity, Indecision, Warthog, All Out War, and End It in where? Do you know where it is? You know, I, I Tom, am having a hard time recollecting exactly where it is at this moment. Well, this is their first ever New York City show. And uh, uh, Real Tom has rejoined us. Real Tom, where is this show at? At the Warsaw in Brooklyn, in lovely Greenpoint, Brooklyn. How many times did you walk past the Warsaw in your life, Patrick? Uh, hundreds. Yeah. Uh, Axe Grind recorded approximately 60 episodes within uh, you know a good softball pitch of the Warsaw. So um, how, practice went well. You're feeling good? Tom? Yeah, yeah, it was cool. So we yeah, we only haven't played in almost three years. So. Well, there's only a few tickets left. Everyone should get them. Uh, that is going to be a very packed room, and it's exciting, and it's on Black Friday, so day after Thanksgiving. Oh, that's correct? Saturday. Saturday, even better. So the November Saturday. 26th. Yeah, we call that Silky Saturday around here. So um, everybody should go to that. I have a bunch of content and topic ideas. But I do want to hit on the thing that Patrick alluded to, releasing singles like a year before the album. Tom, how do you feel about that? The the single that's released kind of on its own or like, hey, this is from a record that's not due for a long time. Like, where do you stand on that? I think it's weird to me, but I think in, it's a necessary evil in these current days because I think like if you go way too long – you get forgotten, which is so wild. It's so right. Wild. So like, this is like a placeholder. Like, hey, remember you really like Drug Church? Yeah. And here's a song, and then six months from now there'll be another song, and then there'll be a pre-order for the LP, and then blah blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's yeah. just like because people, you know, like people are so sort of onto the next thing so quickly a lot of times. Yeah. But I think yeah. like having that single out there and getting on playlists and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, I think it helped. It helped Drug Church the last time, right? Didn't like Bliss out. That did well. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I thought that that kind of caught uh, some good attention. Right. So, they kept um, the momentum going. Yeah. So, so I, when I say that it's weird, it is, but it is uh, highly effective, or at least works for my band. 
and I am, uh, I'm actually happy for it. I, I'm, I'm, you know how I am with self defense. This is the longest period of we've gone without releasing music, and my Yo, skin is my it's, skin it's is crazy, crawling. dude. It's skin it's, is crawling. It's, I don't understand it. For you, I'm, to be honest, I'm itchy. Yeah. <laughs> so, there, yeah. I mean, there's six songs done. You know what I mean? I'm just itchy to release them. So, anyway, the point is, uh, I like to to stay moving. You know, and and uh, this will do it. Uh, am I am I alone in this in this room with this? This is a conversation we actually have had a long, long time ago. But every episode could be someone's first. We're talking about the way music's released right now. Singles can come out digitally. They don't need a physical format. I would say most times they don't have a physical format. Yeah, now they don't. If the single isn't hot and there's no physical format, I fear those things get lost. Well, it's no harm, no foul, you think. But it plays to Tom's point where it's like, oh... They if if they hadn't done anything they have they risk the uh, the the chance of being forgotten, but if you release something that no one gives a shit about, I think it even it buries you even further because it's like oh yeah they put out an album a while ago and then they did a single I guess I don't know eh. and then well, you're toast. I mean, look, this is a sensitive subject because we're talking about uh, people we know now. Um, no, not specifically, to be honest. It's just this happens to be some. It's, it, look, all right. Hold on. Let's just air this out. Sure. Let's go. Um, life is ups and downs. Being in music is that for everyone to see, right? So, like, correct. Uh, there are people in group chats. Some of them might be us, who are Spotify watchers who are curious about, Oh, how's this record doing? How's this being received? Right. It's not our primary function. It's not something we do all the time, but we're guilty of it. And it's actually more people than you think. (laughs) So there's a, and some of them are haters and some of them are just interested parties and, and some of them, and some of them are actually well wishers. But the fact is that there are people who are aware of how you're doing and sure what what is uh what you're signing on for when you engage in music is for someone to have an eye on that and to have an opinion and to like for example um uh, if you look at somebody's spotify and which yep. is w- will be clear is not the only measure either of uh people listening to you nor success i just spent Correct. The, I, I just spent the day going from X uh, XX brutal youth XX uh, uh, YouTube channel to uh, links uh, to uh, ba- those bands band camps you know like and these are some of these bands are bands that have probably less than two thousand cumulative listens so and I enjoyed the shit out of a number of them so this is all to say this is not the only judge I'm a person who's put out music that nobody fucking listens to I I don't judge mm-hmm. anyone. But um, it is fascinating to see listening habits and how they factor into people's newly released music, uh, most recent music, et cetera. Like, are people like, I, okay, <clears throat> this is not a shame thing. This, I no. asked, I asked one. Also, of the by the way, I don't think there's any, we're not speaking of anything direct. Like, there's no 
direct reference in my conversation on this. It's more holistic because so many bands are doing this, by the way. So, I, well, I'm going to, but just because I know it's okay because I had it's a conversation that I had. Yeah, I said, yeah. I said to one of the fellows in the Bronx, I said we were just on tour with him. I said, "What's the biggest thing you've done? Like, what do people like best?" And because we were talking about their their uh, set list and how they put oh. it together, they played for an hour. So, so I was like, "Yo, how do you, how do you choose Christ. which ones to go with?" So, uh, and he said, "Well, the mariachi thing that we did is the biggest." Now, here's what's interesting: that does not have a ton of listeners, but it's appeared on multiple late night shows, and the festival offers are are significant, right? It is and, and it, cross genre offers into places that they would never be offered for just their mainline material. A hundred percent. So like Dave Matthews. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's interesting that they should have, that they should say that's, uh, that's what went biggest when the listens are not high at all, but profile wise it's, so that's an interesting outlier case, but uh, he, this gentleman, uh, by the way, the dudes in the Bronx were just out with them. Uh, Really, I have nothing but good things to say about swell this band. fellas, that, right? Yeah, that, I did not have any real experience with this act because uh, I'm sure we talked about it. Like when their record came out, it came out on their own label through Ferret, and Ferret huh? at that time was a was a metalcore label. So the Bronx looked like the equiv like the early 2000s equivalent of an industry plant, and I just didn't know what to make of it. Like a lot of people didn't, and. Uh, so I, I, I didn't have a ton of familiarity, but these people f- were fucking awesome. But, uh, this gentleman says to me, actually, it's our, our first record is, is still the one that people really f- like, that's the one that people they go to the most. Now I find that so interesting, right? Because they've got a long career. They got a bunch of records and people still really feel that first record. You know what I mean? And th- it, this is a very hardcore thing too, by the way, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's a, that's a phenomenon. So what's interesting is, and they've had, they, I don't think they'd mind me talking on this because they've had successes beyond that. It's just the one that people come back to. And, uh, in listening habits, uh, where is your most recent record? on your popular records. There's a pop, there's a yes, popular right. thing on your Spotify. Where's your most recent record? And if it's not the first or second record that, that is in that popular, what does it reflect on? Does it reflect on a misstep on your part? It could, mm-hmm. you know I mean? We all make mistakes or it could mean that, that you just put out a classic and nobody's, you know what I mean? It's not going to, whatever you're putting out now is not going to supersede that a classic. And, there's just there's a couple of different ways to look at it depending on the type of the band but it's those ups and downs include that because there's people that are going so granular on your your career <laughs> that they are noticing things like what i just noticed <laughs> what i you know what i mean and uh, i don't know not everybody's uh, ready for that i don't want in this circumstance i won't use any names but i again i was talking to a younger dude who it seems like almost feels like he's under a microscope already and he's not even that yeah. deep into into being in a band and it's like right i i don't I, I don't know i feel like we always did this to people but social media has made it to the point that if you are not you got to brace yourself for the fact that there's people that are wishing on your downfall and there's people that are paying attention to things that you wish they weren't 
man, that's that energy is the worst, and that's not like not even. And I'm glad we're talking about it a little bit because it, it sucks. I, I think it belies people being small and petty and shitty. So I mean, that's sh- truly what that. it reveals. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, if you find yourself in that place, uh, to find yourself a new place. Um, but to me, it's it's like the the mechanics of it. Um, we are entering a world where would it make sense for a single to come out like a physical, whether it's a seven inch or a, like certainly not a CD or a cassette, like quite often it doesn't make sense. I'm seeing now even like some physical format cassettes being like, yeah, we made 25 of these just kind of as a, like some member of the band wanted them to exist as a physical format. So we made a minimum amount and here it is. And it's not to create a scarcity, an artifact kind of thing, but to reflect that maybe demand isn't there for physical or the idea. Like like what I was kind of getting to with that um, was that in past conversations about this topic, I've said it almost doesn't feel real to me if there's no physical. And And now we're talking years later, and I don't think that's to be true, but I do think unless it's hot it gets forgotten and it gets kind of swept away, which maybe that's okay. That's that could be said for anything. But if you're, if you're one of these bands who's trying to do things and it's like, yeah, we're continually doing things, doing things. And like you, you know, uh, the band who just put out a demo in Bandcamp, a little different than the space that drug church is in where it's like, Hey, we did an album cycle for hygiene and now we want to get some singles to keep momentum going for our next record. Keep people engaged with the band and all that. But what happens if you're a band who puts something out, even of your size, Pat, puts out a digital-only thing six months after a record came out and eight months to 12 months from another record coming out and it doesn't catch? Uh, I actually think that for the people that aren't paying attention, this is all good. I think it's... So if you go into a record store and you you trip over... I mean... I'm going to, Tom, I'm going to point to you. How many times did you go into generations and find like the same fucking record that you'd seen a thousand <laughs> times in yeah. the, in, in the, in the uh, used bin? In the used bin. Oof, like, yeah. We talk about how there's used bin staples for, for, yes, a, yes. for a decade. There's no disrespect. For a decade, the Julia record was unavoidable. And that's like, niche i don't even know how many of those re- those cds were pressed you know what i mean like it's not a big it's like the same nine going through rotation yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh i'm trying to think of what else was in every goddamn uh fuck anyway th- there was a but uh, i think punk rock it, jukebox too yes oh, oh my course, god of course oh, uh, I, oh i could picture that fucking yep. cover in yep. my head oh yep. um Okay, uh, here's the thing. If you're tripping over those a lot, that used to be the, hey, is this band popping? I don't think so. But now you can go to the Spotify. But if something doesn't take, you can kind of mulligan it and just pretend it didn't happen. Right, but so, that was like a B-side. Yeah, 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 that was a B-side. <laughs> exactly. So, okay. And you, you, hear, uh, you hear rappers actually try to pre-do this, where like, you know, like there's a song that has like 200 million listens, but 
on it, the, the rapper says, this isn't even the album track. This is a throwaway. And it's like, that's obviously a flex, but it's also a, a guarded <laughs> thing to say where it's like, you know, like, Hey, you want to make out with me? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. 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 Like, do you want to go on a date? Well, I'm just joking. I mean, unless you want to, I mean, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's the worst. Um, so, but that's, that's the type that like, that's like the guarded, like, Oh no, no, no. It's just to get something out. Well, yeah. And uh, anyways, um, digital singles, digital only singles. Uh, my, my argument is if it's hot, figure out a fun way to make it physical. But I think that might be a dying breed thing. I think that's a, like to me, um, I've a couple bands I like recently have put out, I mean, I, the, the new anxious songs that are digital only, the new quicksand songs that are, might as well be digital only. I think one of them, they did a cassette, you know, do a lathe cut, do something fun with that stuff. Yeah. That, that I always enjoy that. I actually, you know, self-defense has a number of songs that are digital only at this point. Some of which are great, like great, great. And yeah, but uh, just don't have physical releases. There's no, if we get offers to collect them and maybe yeah. sometime we will. Um, and that's 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 the only thing is that 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 is cool and it's sort of uh, I'm sort of acknowledging MySpace as perhaps being MySpace. Oh yeah, right. MySpace. <laughs> well, there you go. Being old headed in this, old minded, and and it's it's okay because you don't need to have the thing. And I'm also somebody who's actively only buys things I really want in terms of records at this point. You know, so. Uh, <sighs> what's to be said guys um so, sorry tom what were you gonna say no i mean i to me like in my old head ways when I, when someone does like a single and they don't it's not like hey you know pre-orders will be up next week i always assume you're like oh this is all you got right now do you? Huh? like if you had more you'd do more like right. you know what i mean but, like if you no, had you're not wrong the music you'd put out an ep but but you're you're not wrong but i think it is that sucks I'm I'm sort of in the same place, and uh, not the same place, but I I see that space, and I think it's just a different mentality because it's sort of like, it's almost more like keep the plate spinning, like hey yeah. here's here's a song, right. and they could throw more at you, but it's just keep keep that number because when we talked about I, I liked what Patrick said the, uh, it's the uh, stream watchers basically, um, yeah, and you couldn't do this like before digital, yeah, no 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 song. No, no, no. I mean, I'll I tell mean, you this from working. Hardcore. No, no. I'll tell you this from working uh, at Revelation in the mid two thousands. There was there was uh, what is the uh, the scans sound scan watching? You know, like oh yeah, of oh, different yeah. stuff, and, and that was so funny. But but the way you can do it now because I, I you know the algorithm is this mysterious place but people are noting hey if you don't have advanced singles hey if you don't have something that goes on and pushes into your account something new something fresh that pulls people in it, it's it's almost like a dormant account and that is really interesting and I wonder about that in terms of a lot of things but like social media is an interesting one Patrick yes. you have been significantly less active on your social media accounts yes to the benefit of your mental health um and personality overall i think um (laughs) have you noticed that you've gained less followers oh no i don't i i have not noticed but you don't notice um, but i'm my my imagination is that you have not had any big spikes on like twitter followers to your self-defense account not to the self-defense again. To my personal, I just had a huge spike because I didn't realize this, but that uh, I didn't know what Sailor Jerry was when I I thought he was a tattoo artist, and <laughs> I, I, did, I didn't. I, yeah. So 
Matt from the Bronx just asked me to do a podcast and I sat on the bus and did it with him and it was fun. He's a good conversationalist. You can understand mm-hmm. why the guy is like giving a mic, you know? And for sure. Uh, they just it, give but, these things out sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, they just, it was just an honorary yeah. position. They said, here you go. But uh, he deserves it. And uh, they, that was like a 300 people just followed me that day because they were like, oh, I listened to this. I didn't realize what a reach that shit has, but uh, good on him for having a, I guess, you know, there's a listenership there. Um, Imagine if you promoted your own podcast. With- <laughs> <laughs> well, this is all to say the idea that um, activity equals um uh uh, attention and that is what the algorithm is basically looking for um whether it's a social media platform or something like spotify or even something like apple music so hey they have a new release oh this is a band that's doing something okay it's it's going to get pushed it's going to get suggested it's going to follow these features that's right so so, that's yeah your spot your band spotify is another piece of your social media which i never thought of until right. this conversation right now, like if you're like, yeah, if you don't have anything new, yes, like the numbers start at, you know, then you see at, the atrophy and yes. then you put something else and you're like, dude, we just, our numbers went up 5,000 people over the week, you know, like, right. And it's, out it, and it's so weird because, <clears throat> um, if you're looking at a purely artistic level, the, it might feel incongruous totally yeah it becomes a promotion piece and it's like wait are we making music or are we making promotion pieces where do you these make things content inter- right right instead of like you're putting a song out because you need to have something out so people remember you or is it because like yo the song is really good yeah we, we got some new songs in the cattle so let's record them right and it changes the format but like the the idea to me is <clears throat> we could certainly take the knife out and chop this up and say, this is gross content promotion, uh, fucking, uh, you know, uh, uh, box store mentality here. But I will also say the mentality of EP album, et cetera, prior to that was no less box store. You know what I mean? This idea of like you put out a record and it's got to be out for this long. And the idea that you can now, I mean, there are artists out there who are self-releasing music. Some have labels that release lots of stuff. I I remember an artist who I wouldn't even say I'm overtly warm towards their music, but Alex G was self-releasing all this music and became quite successful. And I was like, whoa, how many records does this person have out already? What's going on here? Um, and and it's there's no there's no set of rules, you know. So the idea being, you can play into the game, you can feel bad about it, you can play with it. You know, I, I would foresee format stuff changing, not in a complete way, because I, I do I still have an idea that the document of an album is something that people who write music like, but that doesn't have to be the way it is. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that changes because of the way people consume music now. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I, because I'm doing better at music, I have less complaints about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is how you're life not, works. You're not being wronged anymore. Yeah. Right. It, it, isn't that funny, Tom? <laughs> how, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's exactly how it should be. Yes. <laughs> when it's going, when, well. I'm, when I'm winning, Things are fair and good. <laughs> and when I'm losing. Welcome to the American way, buddy. Yeah, oh, things man. are unjust as fuck. So uh, I'm, I, I don't know. I like 
you know, I, so for a guy that doesn't own any physical media, I like producing it. And uh, mm-hmm. that part of things I lament a little bit, but I do love the speed at which I can get a record uh, onto uh, digital platforms and shit. I, I think that that's all it is great. The- and honestly, no disrespect to the pressing plants, but if you're going to fucking have the delays of the type that you are periodically experienced in the last couple of years, what the fuck you want me to do? Wait on you. That's insane. (laughs) It's it's like, like, yeah, we're going to, you know, digital it is. Um, There's a good way. Yeah. There's a way to do this. And like, there's still the positive feeling. Like I think anybody who's made anything, whether you were the person who put the record out, whether you're the person who drew the cover, whether you're the person who played on the record or whatever the format, whatever it is, there's a cool thing about holding the thing in your hand. And uh, that sort of supersedes this idea of like, man, we we create a lot of waste by all these physical things we make, but that's okay. Um, right? You don't go, oh, it's up on Bandcamp. <laughs> no, no, right, right. No, you're like, Even well, I have like the EP and like I have the full al- album in my hand, like the vinyl at, and the cover. Look at how this comes. Yeah, right. Look at how this art came out. Like that's the piece yeah. to me always was like holding and looking at the thing. It's like, damn, this came out sharp. Um, yeah, before we go any further, can I share a bit with you? Of course. <laughs> so, isn't that what you already do? <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Tom, I honestly, y- you pointing out that I was bringing the podcast to such a place of uh, mundanity that I should go to fucking content jail, you are correct. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I, like, and then they come through and they go like... I've been thinking about it since I started talking about the lock on my fucking sliding glass door, and I was like, I was yeah. like Yo, I, 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 I'm cashed. It's time to... Anyway, the... Hey you, do you have any plans this year? <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-d.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. Uh, so th- there is a guy who really loves drug church who is very successful and uh, is. Oh, thanks, man. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's an audio equipment guy. That's uh, his career. Uh, kind mm-hmm. of uh, wholesale, retail, that type of thing. And is it Vince Vaughn from old school? It is not. <laughs> Good his reference. character from old school. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. But this gentleman. Earmuffs. This gentleman offered uh, me an expensive piece of equipment, and I, I, I said, "No, come on, I, I can't take it or whatever." And he said, "Listen, man, it just makes me happy to, you know, like it would, it would make me happy." And I said, "All right, um, you know, I live in Australia. If you don't mind sending it to John, uh, who's my engineer, I'll pick it up mm-hmm. from him or whatever." And have you guys ever owned a very expensive pair of headphones? No, no, I've never been able to bring myself to go over like a hundred bucks. Okay, no, like so AirPods. That's it. So I, oh, I very I'm, expensive. Yeah. I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about this. This is not a flex because I did not purchase this. Okay. Oh boy. These are twelve hundred dollar headphones. What? And the fun. They sound beautiful. Now, there's much more expensive headphones. Like John uses a, a four thousand dollar pair of headphones, but th- this is the most expensive headphones I've owned by a country mile. Uh-huh. And I'm like on the Raycons tip. Otherwise. 
and uh, everything is crystal clear and beautiful and nice. But there's two elements to this that I think are funny. A, uh, I'm experiencing music in a way that music is no longer designed for. So yes, if I'm listening to Led Zeppelin, when I got those colorblind glasses. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So if I'm listening to Led Zeppelin, it rips, right? Like it's like, Oh my God. Your body's just convulsing there. Yeah, Yeah. But if I'm listening to a record that was recorded this year where Every engineer knows. So it used to be a, a, a little behind the scenes. For behind people. the scenes. Look at this. Ooh, there, used, there, there used to be a car stereo test where you would record something and then you would, to listen to the master, you would take it into your car Blast. because yeah, it's a classic. No, <laughs> so I've done that. Do you ever, were you old enough to do that? We've definitely done that and brought it up. Yeah. Like, oh, it's too, the drums are too low. Right. So you would listen in your car and th- that's because there's a couple of reasons for it, but one of them was, yeah, it might be the only decent speakers you have, but also because you understand in real life, that's how people will be consuming this. Yes. Yes. They're not going to be doing it on an expensive, uh, high fidelity system in your, in their home. Most likely. Right. So, and no studio fucking this, this studio speakers makes everybody sound like Metallica. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. Like oh, it, 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 I'm sure you today like left with like can't close my eyes and been like this is the best recording we've ever made and then you got home and they're like what the fuck. Yeah. Excellent point. There's no doubt. So that that, that used to be the test, but now now every, everyone is listening on laptop speakers, which is it's truly Fresh. brutal. Truly bad 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 for your ears. <clears throat> and but I'm now listening to you know, like the stuff that I'm finding on XX Brutal Youth XX uh, on thousand dollar headphones, <laughs> like it's unnecessary. There's no part through silk over here. Yeah, there's no. But the other funny thing is, these are. I think the designation is like open back headphones. Are you familiar with this? Okay. Vaguely. No. No, so, so, uh. For the best possible, and some audio file is going to fucking hit us. Don't for the best possible fucking sound, you wouldn't. It, it, it precludes the type of cupping that normal over ear headphones have. Uh, you don't want anything to be contained in the headphone. You need it to actually escape. So basically, these are like mini speakers strapped to my head, where if I listen to something everyone in my vicinity can hear it with oh, crystal right. clarity. So it's not meant for like subway listening. It's me- no. Yeah. Tom, only if you are the most inconsiderate. Fu- so yes, it is subway. Then unplug it and just fucking listen to it on your phone. <laughs> these, aren't, these aren't gonna like, these aren't gonna like do well in your house. No, I'm, so I'm waiting to do the bit where I told yeah. my girlfriend, yeah, I got these wonderful headphones and then I'm going to plug them in. Oh man. And, and and I'm going like, to- head and like walk around the house. I was yeah. The last night I was listening to fucking dead guy, and Eric is looking at me like, "Yo, is he using those headphones wrong?" Yeah, you got you got them flipped inside out, right? Did not plug those in. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, it, it was. It's a nice experience. I, I I did not think I would be as into them or as as kind of you know. I was grateful. Obviously, it's the sentiment. But I I was. I didn't think I'd get that much use out of them. But I'm gonna be fucking using these all the time. They're cool as hell. Yo, so uh, since we've talked about media and formats and uh, equipment, do you guys want to actually talk about some hardcore? I'd love to. Okay. Um, We're going to run through this. This is 
a list of episode concepts that I have written down. Um, so if, if, if there's any podcast out there that needs some ideas, feel free. You can steal some of these. Um, but I want just a line or two from you guys on if you have more on this to- topic. We could talk about it a little bit. You ready? Okay. Yes. People are very excited about live music right now, correct? Correct. Uh, yes. Well, oh, do you want to get nasty, Bob? <laughs> we do. There's- Tom, Tom, would you agree with that first? Mm. His Wi-Fi has gone. Um, let's get nasty. Okay. There's a number of bands in the last few months who have uh, made a point to say that live music is actually really struggling and, and dead. And <clears throat> oh, this this is once again. So I'm I'm going to put this uh, in the context of what I said earlier, which is careers are just ups and downs, and unfortunately, everybody gets to watch those. Um, it's possible that you're just not hot at the moment. It's possible. It's possible that this is not the right moment for what you do. And there's no shame in that. It doesn't mean you've made bad music. It doesn't mean that you didn't mean anything to people or still do. It just means that at this exact moment, people have pivoted to something else and they're excited about something else. And that's the nature of life on this planet. (laughs) So when I see dudes being like, yeah, there's just no way to win right now. Live music is just in a terrible place. It's over. And meanwhile, I'm looking at my bank account and going, wow, if I was, if I was 23, I'd be like the happiest dude on the fucking planet. You know what I mean? So here's the, but that's also a consideration. Some of the people that are saying this, I happen to know who they are. They're gentlemen in their late thirties or, and and it's sure, 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 sure. uh, So, so, uh, there's considerations you can't make. I mean, okay, Bob, respectfully to our listeners who don't have, who aren't high earners because yes, that's just, sure, sure. I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody makes, but mm-hmm. suffice to say, you can't make $30,000 as an adult and also be away from your family for months at a time. Yeah, no, you can't. That's, that's, that's not a good recipe for, um, for continuing to have that family. Right. So maybe you can make $30,000. That's none of my business. You know what I mean? Like what, like maybe your, your fucking partner's a high earner. Maybe you have money in the bank. Maybe you had a great year four years ago and you fucking don't care. This is none of my business, but I will say from being a dude that's on the road, you can't be broke and far away. So like it's, so that's a consideration when you see, when I see these dudes, uh, say, yeah, you know, it's just, it's hard out here right now. Well, they're not wrong actually. Right. Like the, in one respect, they're absolutely right. That, but, but to them and their circumstance right now and their situation right now, but other people are really on top at the moment. And, uh, you know, it just, I don't know. I, I, when we're talking about kind of are people excited for live music, I can confirm they definitely are. Do I see maybe the economy becoming an issue shortly? Yeah, certainly. But uh, at the moment, if you are not killing it, don't take it as any reflection of like you didn't do something right or whatever. It's just possible. It's not your moment. That's it. Tom, too many bands out at once. Yeah, you think yes. too many bands? Okay. I think so. I think, you know, like we talked, you know, like I've talked to bands large and small like bands that play 10,000 caps mm-hmm. or whatever. 
that are like, yeah, we sell the tickets, and then people just don't show up. Oh, like thirty percent during COVID, yeah, yeah, like yeah. a thirty percent like attrition rate. Like, but it's like, you know, that happens at you know fucking Amityville Music Hall, and it happens at fucking MSG. It's like great. It's like so. It, there's it's really no reflection. It's just you know, people are still freaked out. I mean, I think people buy tickets. I mean, and also tickets are sold so far in advance now. Yeah. And there's all sorts like, of fucking people ch- die, man. There's so, all that fucking bot chicanery, which is fucking everybody up. It doesn't apply to the shows that I go to because like, no, nope, they're like, the step up from the shows you go to. Right. So, so yeah, Pat it, has to go to like ask a punk. I mean, we're talking about like, you know, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, address. Yo, yeah, I'm not a cop. L- listen, um, listen, there is a, there is a lot. Uh, so, Everybody's bemoaning the fact that Live Nation has purchased anything that they didn't own previously, right? And that every feels everything feels like a Live Nation joint, and there's ups and downs to that, you know. A like, Live Nation joint, <laughs> you know. Can't uh, wait for that to be on the flyer, Jesus. It, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Live Nation joint. But um, there's also, I can say from experience, a number of like small town, 150 to fucking 250 caps that are essentially just run down bars that are making themselves available to fucking people booking shows. So there's, it's just as you'd expect, right? Like anytime that there's a squeeze on the corporate level, there's going to be creative people who uh, find their way through the cracks. But uh, I guess if you are trying to get to a, uh, you know, like blink One Eighty Two show or something, I guess that those shits are selling. I don't know much about it, but everybody's well, so- telling me that those shits are selling instantly by bots. Well, uh, a a very large music company uh, reported revenue of six point three billion dollars from July to September, a massive sixty three percent increase on the same quarter in pre pandemic twenty nineteen, and net profit of three hundred ninety seven million, up from eighty six point eight million a year ago. Um, record concert attendees over the summer, over forty four million ticket holders attending eleven thousand events. Um, so, uh, dynamic pricing and the price hikes on the seats has been noted as one of the main reasons. Um, I feel a way about that. If you feel a way about that, I would just tell you, you have choices. And if you don't like the dynamic pricing, don't buy the ticket. Yeah. That's or it. wait till the show gets closer and they'll be on fucking on StubHub. Right, Tom, do we need to talk about this from sports fans level? Um, okay. So this you is. Go to, I mean, I, I went to a net game one year when they yep. were still in, in, in Newark. Yeah. Oh, boy. That they pay, um, they, they the, gave you money on the way into the door, I bet. <laughs> the fee was more money than the ticket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I was, uh, I was at a basketball game a couple weeks ago, uh, sat one row behind the bench uh, on a nationally on televised TV. TV. Yep. Um, it was, uh, I bought the tickets the day of for half the price they were five days before. Just because that's the way that event pricing goes. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> the event. And by the way, because it was a weird thing, I had to buy three tickets. They only sold them in lots of two, so I bought four. I immediately took the fourth ticket I bought and put it back up for a little less than I paid and sold it because that's the way these things work. And so someone not only got that I pay, they got a little less than what I paid because they waited two hours later. That's that rolls. So um, right, keep right. that in mind as you're thinking about 
stuff. So oh. surge pricing. It's like the the Uber Lyft fucking like, hey, more people want to go to this, so the prices go up. is kind of gross. It's 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 almost yeah. It it is disgusting because you're praying antitrust. Yeah, you're preying on the passion of people with this stuff. So uh, keep that in mind and support your local venue. Support small promoters. Support independent shit. Uh, it's kind of cool. That's one of the reasons for hardcore. So people are excited for live music. Um, do we see? I mean, here's the deal. This isn't us predicting a crash. You're, we're not predicting a car crash, but we're saying, yo, uh, you know, if it's raining, you should slow down. I'm not saying like, I'm not saying pull off the road and, and exit your vehicle because you might die, but like, uh, it's gonna, you know, uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if the marketplace, and I say that in the grossest of terms, but if the desire is there for the amount of stuff that's happening it might i don't know we might have flipped we might have gone through the mirror glass on this and people are more excited about doing stuff in person than they were prior to the pandemic i wouldn't be surprised but hold your nose if some of the excitement dies down a little bit too it can happen i think it has I don't know i i uh yeah i mean it has certainly from the moment that the doors opened and people felt comfortable going to shows that was a very rare moment where everybody was filling rooms it was a great honestly some of the funnest touring because people were so jazzed to just be outside their fucking they were yeah there was like an unencumbered like let me just go jump off something right but i mean look and that was impossible to maintain yes it is that's absolutely true but I mean, I, Eric went to the uh, Eric and Evan went to and Brian went. All of our friends went to the fucking Turnstile show here in L.A. the other day. It was like two, <laughs> Jesus. What was it? It was like two days at fucking six thousand or something. It was something absurd, yeah. right? It was like, and and it looked like uh, it could have been more. You know what I mean? Like that was the energy of that room. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like. Uh, th- now that's an outlier, right? We all we yeah. all understand that Turnstile is is, but. I mean, if Turnstile is the market leader in some respects and is people are excited. Yeah. I mean, I, I was the guy on this podcast who said, yeah, I'm not feeling any Turnstile effect yet, but I assume it'll happen. I tell you it happens. The, the, I, our festival offers are fucking way higher than they should be. Now, is that sustainable? I really hope so. <laughs> bless up bless up um, but wait till it, you see pat playing like every fucking like uh, hey what's going on? we're gonna you know we're gonna be at the county fair. yeah wichita yeah, yeah, yeah. make sure yeah, you guys no. check out the uh fried popcorn <laughs> it looks great um and grab gonna, a, at the whiskey and sausage fest <laughs> columbia yeah. county pickle pickle uh <laughs> festival yeah so that's where the money is yeah, oh listen i forget who who was i talking to that was explaining that the uh those like beer festivals are like oh. all the money. It's all the money. It's all the money. It's all the money. So, um, so, uh, so, all right, we're, we're, we're saying we're still in a, we're still slightly in a bull market. We've seen a little dip, but uh, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, I will say this. I mean, obviously hardcore is still kind of in this weird boom. Um, and, and we've said it a million times on the hardcore rocks episode. We talked about it. You can find something no matter what your flavor is. And, I want to say this. Often I say that and think about it myself personally. Like there's, But sometimes I would go see the band I love and there's 15 people there. I actually think there's a draw for a lot of the bands right now, regardless of sound. You know what I mean? Like 
We're seeing this with bigger stuff. We're seeing this with the heavier stuff. We're seeing, yo, you want to go see Gel or Spy or Scowl? Like, those bands are all crushing it right now. Like, if you go see them, even on off nights, the shows look fun as hell. So, I mean, Pat, you played that show in Boise with two of those three bands I just mentioned, I'm pretty sure. What was essentially an off night show, and the show looked crazy. Crazy. uh, Super fun. Uh, and when Scowl jumped off of the uh, tour that we were on with them, they started just a few random headliners. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how far they went. I think it was like sure. kind of kind of like B Market East Coast sort of stuff. And by all accounts, those shows were fucking lit as hell. So, uh, yeah, there's just things that are things are happening for people that don't know. And if things aren't happening, this is just me being fair. If things are not happening for you. It doesn't mean that they're not happening for others, and it also doesn't make you a dumb piece of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like everybody, chill out. Like, All right, we don't we don't gotta fucking be shitting on each other. All right, uh, a couple more real quick before we go because I want to keep it tight today. Um, the record that captures the year for you, Tom. I think you're still with us. Um, yes. This is a topic I want to do for. Basically, we'll all talk about it and pick a couple years that, like, yeah, you know what? This was the defining record. You know, I'm sure there's something that come to mind right away. But is there a record that captures this year for you yet? And Patrick, I, I ask you the same question. Uh, so I think this is, I'm going to answer in an unfair way with just so far my favorite record of the year. Yeah. Uh, which kind of captures it for me a little bit uh that end it record i yeah. think i think is so I, here's what i'll say i don't know if it perfectly represents this year but it's an aspirational hope it represents this year <laughs> do you know what i mean like it would be nice if that's what represented if if that's what captured this moment uh because i think it's a really good record with really good. i think i think you fellas will agree on on this with the right type of enthusiasm in the music for like, it's, I think that that if we all had, if we had five end it's, I would feel better about it than if we had a half, like a dozen pro core bands. Well, you yeah, I mean? yes. I mean, well, cause here's the thing that you're, you're pointing at the enthusiasm in the music. There are personality plus in the music. You can hear the personality in it's like bursting out of the seams and by the way, there's bands who do that that suck, and then the ones who do that but are good mm. and do it with like just like a bang in hardcore. Like it's it's great. So, so and it's a great answer, Tom. What about you? Is yeah, that, that was up there for me too. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Well, and, and you know what I mean. It's 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 interesting. I don't know that in the moment yeah. there's always a record that's me? like, oh, this is this captures the year, Fuck. you know. But then you look back, it's like, oh yeah. That that was a moment for this band, and they kind of took it, and that whole thing was there. So uh, Tom might have dropped out on us again. Oh no, it's okay. Can I can I give a shout out to a band while we have a second? Of course. Uh, so uh, this I find this band's uh, name difficult to say, but I believe it's Kayanashi. Are you familiar with this? Kayanashi, yeah. So uh, Philadelphia act. Uh, Sorry, I, I no no worries. I'd uh, I'd met the kid in the band a couple times. And, uh, he, uh, he was at the drug church show the other day and we were just talking 
talking craft a little bit. And I know that sounds crazy for me, like, as I can't fucking sing worth it again, damn. But uh, they're, they're about to record, I guess. And uh, it was just so, it was fun talking to a dude who clearly wants to be really good at what he does and get better at what he does all the time. And it Mm. made me, it made me more interested in this band. And I just watched a video of them at the church. It is, I thought, I thought it was straight up screamo. It's very different than straight up screamo. No, no, no. Yeah. Not, not that. Yeah. And it is, uh, it's to be honest, very interesting because, uh, it's the unexpected part. We got to talk about Freddie Madball's interview recently, uh, recently, but it's the very interesting part is that it's got some of those staccato rhythms that, that you associate with New York hardcore, uh, but is a screamo band. And I thought it was totally worth checking out for anybody that is interested in what I just said, go check out, uh, how you say it? Kay- Kayanashi? Kayanashi. Uh, check it out at the, at the church, uh, live video. I thought it was, uh, I thought it paid off. I thought it was cool. Cool. Tom, you're back. We have you. Let's put some uh, handcuffs on your Wi-Fi. Record the copter of the year for you, or you don't have one yet. I, I'm not sure I have one. Ended is a really good one. I'm not point. 100% sure. Yeah. I might go New Lords. Yeah, it's a good one. A lot of um, people agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many, I, There's a ton of good records. I don't know if any of them will be like the defining record for 2022, but there's a lot of great records. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um this one, uh, bands you could you wish you could design their shirts. Dead guy, are you kidding? Yeah, they got some bad merch right now. Yo, dead guy, we appreciate you. Uh, at least two super fans and one myself who thinks you're really cool. Um, hit us up for your merch designs. We'll help you. If you're mad at us suggesting that, we apologize. But your band's too good to have lackluster merch designs. Sorry. No apology. No, no apology. Dead guy. I've, I've loved your band since I was in my fucking mid teens. I, I have a right to speak on what you're doing wrong. You are mismanaging your comeback. Wow. Please allow me to, please allow me to step in. Okay. I actually hit, I hit our label and I said, Hey, can I get a budget to write songs for Tim singer? Uh, well, to record drug church songs that Tim Singer uh, is on. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I just, this is one of the best hardcore bands ever. And I want them to have, I want them to penetrate young people, which they are not doing right now by virtue of the way that they are conducting themselves. And like, like I want them to penetrate that particular demographic of, of listeners and fucking, because am I wrong? You guys tell me, maybe I'm an old head. Maybe I'm decrepit. To me, yes. dead guy, yes. dead guy is not. Uh, it's not stuck. It's not trapped in an era. It exists outside of an era. That's what made it special. Sonically, and, that's absolutely right. So, and dude, live they still destroy. Oh yeah, you've told me that. That's, uh, which is I awesome. I just saw them with a veil, and they were unbelievable, Here, unbelievable. So here's the thing, right? If they are, if they are still beasts, and the music is timeless then there's no reason. I mean, there's a prejudice that really young people have against seeing some fucking old fuck on stage. That's just is what it is, but they don't look old. Oh, well then fuck. I'm saying it doesn't look old. No, he doesn't. That's true. <laughs> but and, and Keith Huckins is bald. So you don't know. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> so my point here is, uh, well, firstly, uh, pure noise, shout out to them said, gave me the answer, which I like, which is you can do whatever you want. 
So like if, if so I might write. Oh, some, here we go, humble brag Pat over here. No, oh, I mean listen. Oh, I, like band, I, I love I love when people just say, "Yeah, man, spend the money is fine." So, but I might. I, I, Tim's not going to want to record on a fucking drug church record now that I'm fucking low key insulting the way that he's conducting himself. But right, he probably designed. Yeah, and he probably designs the shirts. He definitely designed the shirts. Through. He definitely designed the shirts. And listen, oh, he man. he was a Talented. fucking. Yeah, he was the first one first one in that scene to really be like okay i understand what desktop publishing is you know what i mean like, like he was the first right. i mean have you ever seen a record that looked like fixation no no up to that point certainly not. or shoot or the or the kiss of goodbye record. nope the kiss of goodbye record was standalone too but here's the thing i just don't think that the merch that they have now is plugged into uh anybody but the person that might have bought their merch uh 20 years ago and I mean, and that dead guy shirt with the fucking pentagram and death to false metal. Classic. Is yeah, I mean that's like an uh, like an OG classic hardcore shirt. Like, <clears throat> I I just think that there is I think there is a better odds of dead guy reaching a young audience than almost any band of th- that moment that and for them to like in my view just say. Now nah, we're gonna play in front of forty-year-olds uh, until those forty-year-olds expire or have to go home. Oh, no. I, I think it's a waste. Oh, no. I think it's. I th- if you put them on like a vein show or something. Holy Christ! Right. That's right. That's right. Or like any of those, any of those bands that are like heavy and chaotic and crazy. Yes. Yes. Like anything like newer than Converge. Listen, there was a ton of people. Yes, newer, newer than Converge. Vase, a- uh, Knocked Loose. I mean, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And those are different bands for sure. But, you know, like heavy, hard, does, chaotic. Like, broody, heavy. Yep. Like, yep. They're, they're, they're the perfect one, Tom. Perfect. To, to people our age, this is going to sound like fucking uh, uh, heresy. But Converge did a lot for neurosis people don't want to hear that because neurosis is a storied band that like was well established when converge was out there being like neurosis is the most important band but to young people who loved converge at the time getting the nod of saying hey this is something that we don't just like we fucking respect it was meaningful so yeah you're absolutely right if Vane said listen we're doing uh, a Northeast run and it's us dead guy and opener that we, that, you know, homies, it would, it would be like, Hey, we're putting respect on this name. This is something we really like. And I don't know. I don't, I I assume Vane likes them. I don't, I don't know that, but like it, somebody like Vane. Right. So it's, uh, I just think I, maybe the guys in dead guy are completely happy playing in front of who they're playing to. And that is none of my fucking business. Go with God. How they always gave me the vibe. I'm sorry, Pat. If I no, it's all right. I just, I, I just think go with God, but if you want more, there's ways to do that. Like to me, they always gave me the vibe that the, the, the crowd was immaterial. Yeah. And that's cool. That's cool. That they're just up playing. And if it's 22 year olds punching each other in the mouth or, 45-year-olds with a craft IPA, they don't really give a shit. Okay. You know what? Then fuck it. Who am I? I don't know. I don't know. That's the vibe that I got. They're just like – they're up there literally playing the music for music's sake, which which is cool. But Tom, I agree. what band would you like to do the uh, designs of their merch for? Um, fuck. 
That guy would probably would have been my answer. Really answer. Um, I got one that you'll both agree with. Yeah. 108. We haven't talked about 108 in well over 100 episodes, so it's okay for us. For a band who's very good, <laughs> uh, they have a sub dead guy level um, merch like average. Like like they're they're not sub. Yeah, I think so. Like the current dead guy maybe know. is is embarrassing. Yeah, but like. I think 108 had very generic merch in the 90s that I at least liked the I, the imagery and the kind of feel of. But then they did the Death Wish era and and some of it got a little too of the time. Um, I, I, yeah, I definitely have a side print. Yep. yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. A little shirt. too of the time. But I think they have all the right elements but do not have a classic... Like they don't have the classic 108 designs. There's a couple in my head, but none of them are actually congruent. I think I've made it up. Like I've amalgamated three 108 shirts into one good one, and it's like, oh, because because if you remember 108 and Resurrection, we're of the school of like it's the 90s. Yeah, let's do a lower rib print, like on from the bottom up, right? Cool. It's like no, no, not really. So I, I think if you gave me. Uh, Chance to do some 108 shirts. I could do a classic tee, nice hoodie, and uh, maybe not even a hoodie. Classic tee and a long sleeve. That's all we need. Yes. You know what? It's tough, though. I'm trying to figure out, like, an shirt for the Integrity Show. Like, and I realize I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? And it's like, fuck. Tom. Like, this might be cool or it might be nothing. Tom, yes. it, it's easy. You uh, use the indes- the classic indecision logo, but you uh, it's not full. It's not uh, Bob. What's the word? It's not fill. It's it's open. It's just the outline. Yep. Just the outline, and below you have you hire an artist. You pay them two hundred dollars, and you get a, a a good original piece of art that, based on some of your old album art, but it is something evo- evocative. And appeals to the old person and the new person because it's cool. Just spend the two hundred dollars to make two thousand, please. Tom, ready for my idea? Here's my pitch. Yes, because <clears throat> I don't think I've seen this indecision shirt, and I think it would be cool. Uh, black long sleeve, left chest print on the front. Indecision logo with New York City skyline outline above it, just a little one, whatever you want, kind of simple. Like Frazier. Like, yeah, that's that's actually. And scrambled eggs <laughs> on the back. But, no, but I think you low key maybe use the skyline that's on the Mets logo as oh, the inspiration. So it's a little nudge. Like, no one would be able to tell unless they really put it together. Live shot on the back. You can have text or not, just maybe just a classy live shot. Unorthodox on the one sleeve. There you go. Simple, classic. We do look, have a you know? yeah. We do have a skyline shirt. Yeah. Yeah, because we realize, like you know, You're quite a New York we band. Play like yeah. one, quite a New York band, but like we've done, like we play like once a year, or twice a year. Every time we get a new, we try to have a new shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, oh yeah, we did that. Like yeah, Justin's gotcha. like. Why don't we just do the Brooklyn Brewery shirt? I'm like, because we've done that for 25, 25 years. years. It's not that's wrong a, to a, have. It's not wrong to have it, but you have to have a new shirt. Yeah, it's good. He's like, I mean, it sells every time. Yeah. But like, I'm like, dude, like we've had like our friend Jay Morris did a great shirt for us, and like John Cantino did a great oh, shirt yeah. for us. And I'm like, dude, that was literally 12 years ago. 
like if we reprinted that, there's probably people that are coming to the show that didn't see that then. Like it's new to them. Yeah, that's true. But it's it's very difficult. So I'm not going to take any shots at anybody's merch game mm. other than dead guys because I want I was bummed because I wanted to buy a shirt and I couldn't. Um, <laughs> think about I want you Tom, think about it. We really love Dead Guy. And you wa- and you wanted a shirt. <laughs> and you could not you could and you're an adult who makes money. <laughs> and you couldn't yeah, I would have dropped like thirty. Yeah, it didn't matter. The design looks good, you like, you're buying it, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you couldn't You got my size, you got alcohol. Right. You couldn't part with thirty bucks because it was that bad. <laughs> that sub's gotta change, man. <laughs> It's like I mean I think yeah you know like the younger people like it's it's hard to say because it's like for younger bands they go not for me but it's for other people yeah like sometimes I see stuff I'm like this is a script right 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 but people love it I look at you know like so like I would probably say avail because avails <laughs> oh that's a good one just pretty like yeah. pretty I mean it's they're all fine <sighs> but none of them like not since the like ugly ugly yeah, broke yeah ugly ugly broke ugly happy, broke happy or, yeah. Yeah. Like there, nothing has stood out. It's usually like here's a veil with like a van on the back. Yeah, no thanks, no. It, 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 you know what I mean? So, man. but they have, yeah. No, go ahead. You're 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 onto something here. No, but I think you know, like I think, um, yeah, they could probably do a little bit better. But like I think the younger bands, like I see stuff, I go, no, I see why someone would like that. Like I can't walk around wearing that because it's yeah. you know whatever. But like some of the stuff I see, I'm like, you you got to be fucking with me. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> like, is this what's is this what's cool now? Like you had your friend like like draw with his opposite hands and then you put it on a shirt. <laughs> wow. It's like my left foot. Shots I mean, fired. I don't I'm going to be frank. I'm not the I, I just gave Tim Singer who's like an actual designer of some type fucking advice when I don't even know what the drug church merch looks like. So That's true. You have no <laughs> idea. Not, some some drug church merch is really good and some of it is not not to taste yeah you guys are like yeah you're another one that i go i'd like to buy a shirt but it just says like <laughs> i mean i bought the drug churches number one why try whatever the fuck that's is, pretty good one. funny that's pretty good one. i've seen that but it's not a it's not a nice shirt no. <laughs> it's just a font drug church merch hit or miss that's that's the deal um like the hygiene cover makes me feel ill. <laughs> yeah, I, I I like it, but I don't like it because it's got animal parts on it. I I think I've said this. I, if I had, I wouldn't have allowed that had I known. You didn't know. I didn't did know you, that. Did that you was see it be. before it was done? Uh, I saw it when like we were given like fifty photos. Like, hey, sure, sure. Do any, and, and they all incorporated some degree of like, you know, going to the butcher and taking the fucking oh. additional shit <laughs> and. I, uh, as you know, as a dude that don't, I don't like anything to do with meat. I Ooh. personally, it, it had I, but it, when the photos are taken, mm-hmm. I then I'm like, well, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's not like I got a time machine, so fuck it. Right, but right, right. had I know had had I known, but at the same time, I don't want an artist. I like when we just go, yeah, man, uh, do something. What right. do you, What do you think about this? Give it a go. You know what I mean? So I can't be mad when the results come back and it's like, oh, I, you know, I, I killed a child for it, but <laughs> I, I, uh, I wouldn't have gone with it necessarily. I do like the way it looks all told, but it's just not my vibe. 
Yes. It's very. I mean, you could see that record like across a record store. And if you, if you, if you guys didn't know, this has all been a lead up to us promoting the uh, the 2023 Drug Church album, uh, Child Killer, uh, featuring artwork <laughs> of children being killed. So uh, everybody, wow. all right, I am the child killer. Have a good night. <laughs> Fall to me. I am the child killer.